Lord forgive me. <laughs> now he's gonna poo and poo and poo and poo. Take a shit in the dark. I was such a piece of shit, and I can acknowledge that now. We was eating ass before it was cool. When I'm broke, I'll be a whore. Yeah, my ass just gets eaten all the time. Nah, I did not do <laughs> You had black dick. First of all, it's only one dick that I really want to It is WCW, fuck. The cocktail waitress told me I can play with it. Stop biting my ass, it's weird. Geek this week. Well, that's your fault. I guess you have to wait till next week or listen oh, to the replay. Fuck off, I'm going to play right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What if my farts smell? <laughs> what if your piss no, smells like shit? No, it's 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 a Donald because he's complaining that he doesn't have anything oh, on there. Okay. okay, what was it though? Donald's actually just saying how this one's getting a little crowded and we might have to make some new. I was ones. thinking about that anyways. I got this new program on my phone, been making some crispy beats. Well, then we don't have to worry about any kind of copyright royalty free, my friend. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's honestly what I was thinking about, too. I was like, oh, do I really want to add one? It's kind of getting crowded. Should yeah, we start something new? 2020 version. Not even yeah. 2020 version. I mean, it's just it's just getting a little crowded. Yeah. I mean, and it was. When we first put it on there, it was long. It was a good... I was <laughs> like, it's a little too long, you know what I'm saying? But we ended up... Yeah, but we didn't have anything. We had nothing on it, yeah. It was literally just the fucking whole intro. Yeah. Um, but we do have a, a, a guest this week. <laughs> gonna say anything or what or you sigh for oh no i thought you were i thought he was calling in <laughs> when you i was waiting <laughs> for no. you to say more i know i thought you were gonna don't let this big ass sigh out <laughs> oh man it just it's, it's been crazy don't just be sighing. yeah i know uh his name is brian lau um lau 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 we'll we'll get his last name pronounced correctly um but he's got a, a staunch ambition as one of his comic books and then also the one that I'm kind of uh, curious about, who farted? <laughs> no, never mind. The other one that I'm kind of curious about is uh, Inferno Firehouse, Inferno City Firehouse, the one about the Detroit uh, Okay, Okay, now I know who it is. But I'm going to give him a call now because um, he did call me while I was setting everything up while you two just fucking sat here, you fucks. We've been working in the shop, guys. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Now I feel bad for Stephanie. Right. She don't want to play Asteroids at all. That's the only game she can play. That's not even why I feel bad. Hi, Brian. Hey. Hi, Brian. You're on with Geek this week. How you doing today, buddy? Doing good. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited to talk to, talk to you. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, trying to get this underway for a while now. Yeah, so uh, I kind of been listening to some of your episodes and this and that, and but uh, uh, who are uh, who are all you guys? What's your names? My name's Boom Boom. <laughs> Boom Boom. Yep. Is that your birth certificate? <laughs> yes, it is. He thinks so. He thinks because he's got it tattooed on his hands. That's that's what he can go by. But that's he not his government. He ain't letting out the G name. <laughs> you mean is the he, government name? Like you Donald mean Lin Donald Lynn Watson? <laughs> that's that my one. slave name. <laughs> Aren't you one of the Flintstones uh, kids? No. That's Bam Bam. Boom Boom shits himself. Yeah, his feet don't work. He can't operate a car at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If, uh, if we're going downhill, we're good. And there's uh, Richie. I'm Rich. I'm Richie. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Boom Boom. 
And then I'm Bobby. Bob, nice to meet you guys. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm honored to be on. So. Yeah, we've seen you at uh, I want Great Lakes or uh, Michigan Comic Con. Michigan Comic Con, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, you you were at Michigan? Yeah, yeah. We introduced ourselves. We gave you a card and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I recognize you. Cool. Yeah, dude. My memory is is toast, and I I try to remember who's what and where, and I'll probably forget your names. Rich, Bob, and uh, Boom Boom. Right? There you go. There you go. Uh, we'll see if I can retain that. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, cool, man. I'll uh, um, I'll look you up after the show. Uh, you got pictures online or something? Or? Yeah, we got a lot of uh, podcasts. We got our old tapings. We do a we do it live, but we have the post episodes up, and we got them on YouTube stream. Oh, is this uh, uh, this show will be live? Yeah, this is live right now on oh, Facebook, sweet, dude. Twitch. Just Facebook and Twitch, because I Just can't figure out the the YouTube live. Okay, yet. okay. cool. But uh, afterwards, you'll be able to hear us on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Am I missing any? Uh, there's quite a few. We're in the process of getting on um, <laughs> We out Pandora. here. We out here. We out. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nice. Rich. Yes. Is there anything you, you'd like to say? No, I was wondering what my man's had in the works. We know about your staunch ambition one and uh, the Detroit Firefighters comic uh, or graphic novel that you'd been working on. That's the one that caught my eye when I went to the Comic-Con. I seen me and Bobby seen them. Yeah, you don't see a lot of comic books that are based in or around the city of Detroit. Or period. not just that, just based on real-life people. Oh, yeah, people just love to see something they can relate to regardless. Well, I can't relate to anything because I can't Jesus run. So how did you come up with that idea? Yeah, that's uh, that's been my reaction is uh, with the firefighter one. I, I've been doing the uh, sci-fi book now pretty much for about five years. And it's like staunch I, ambition, know, right? Yeah, staunch ambition. Uh, I was doing that first for approximately five years, and then uh, the reaction. It's kind of interesting to compare the reaction to the firefighter book, uh, based in Detroit compared to the sci-fi book because like you just you just said there's like uh there's a reaction there's a connection you know like people who have family members or friends or who are firefighters have a you know you get that personal connection yeah they and get to be it's made all out to look like the heroes that they should be rather than you know tony starks and hulks and all that not that we're shitting on those guys but i mean the we reality of it people that are you know slaving for no pay trying to water down these burnt up houses down Oh, definitely, man. These are the these are the real uh, these are the real heroes, right? So, but the uh, you know it's always tough as an independent creator, and you come up. You know, I I don't know about you guys, but I love superheroes. But at the same time, I kind of my eyes glaze over often when I'm hearing about somebody's new superhero book because it's kind of like it's a difficult thing to get something uh, fresh and original in it. Right, it's already when been there's told. already been so much done. It, yeah, it's hard for anyone to want to delve into something that they have no familiarity with. Be like, oh, another character. You're like, you'll have to have something that really sets your or, work or you know the the premise apart from the rest. How many times can you? Yeah, rehash, it's difficult. Rehash colors it, and rehash yeah. superpowers. I mean, it could be done, but it's yeah. it's just so difficult. So, and and it's probably the same thing for sci-fi or close to it. So, you know, I would get. Uh, but, and so as an independent creator, you know, you're at these shows or everywhere you're at, you're competing with Spider-Man and Deadpool and Hulk, and, and they're all great. I mean, I grew up with them. 
but uh, to compete with that, you know, people have a connection to those characters. So what I didn't anticipate was uh, I did this firefighter, firefighter book because I felt called to do it, but I didn't anticipate the connection people would have right away. A lot of them, not, you know, obviously not everybody, but, but uh, there's that personal connection. And I'm like, wow, this is, uh, this is different. And it's nice because that's such a difficult thing to uh, achieve, you know, until people know, the characters in staunch ambition, there's no emotional connection. They might respect the, the art or they might respect Right. That the might not premise. be something that picks up steam until you're already established with something right. that, you know, like the Detroit yeah. firefighters might be the one that gets you that recognition now, that gets people reading staunch ambition. Now, what, what made you decide to choose Detroit firefighters? To what? To do the firefighter book? Yep. Yeah, so um, what happened was um, I was uh, doing doing a uh, book signing at uh, Comics and More in, in uh, what is it, Madison Heights? You guys familiar with that one in 12 Mile? And... Comics and More. I'm not. Is yeah. it Comics and More. Is it uh, on owned Utica? By... On Utica across the street from like a Rams one? No, it's off of uh, John R. and around uh, 12 Mile-ish. Okay, so... I know what you're talking about. I know, I yeah, yeah. Right around it's... there. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shout out because Chris Brown uh, is a pretty cool guy, and uh, you know he's very See, not that one. Run run <laughs> Different Chris Brown. <laughs> he, the, the Chris Brown is how he goes. So, but uh, he's uh, he's been a big big supporter of a ton of uh, independent creators. But I'm doing a book signing there, you know, selling my uh, sci-fi book, and um, I. Years ago, I lived in Detroit. I rented a house from a Detroit firefighter, and the law at the time was that you had to be a Detroit resident to be a Detroit firefighter. And so one of the uh, firefighters married, had kids. Uh, his parent, he, he still had his parents' house, and he didn't want to live in Detroit with his kids and his wife, and so he was renting out his house, and he had his mail come there and whatnot. And, and uh, he, he was an arsonist. Uh, investigator and so I was renting from him so uh, while I was there I was doing some independent comic book covers and Mike Nevin who was uh, uh, one of the uh, workers on a magazine for uh, uh, Detroit Firefighters Monthly saw these uh, comic book covers and they were going to have this this like you know how the Super Bowl goes from city to city across the country yeah. well the firefighters have their annual convention that does that and Detroit was hosting it that year and he wanted to have this badass poster that would be like for Detroit so he had envisioned this uh, renaissance the renaissance building GM building with like a dragon wrapped around it blowing fire and a, and a fireman you know firefighter taking them on one-on-one, -on -one. and so me and the guy who worked on this, uh, uh, Matthew Martin, this uh, independent comic, Vortex, did this poster for the Detroit Fire Department, and that was years ago. I was in college. I was young. But then I had a poster of it up when I was doing a book signing at, back at uh, uh, Comics and More, and a, a firefighter came in, Jim, and he saw the poster, and he's buying my sci-fi book, and he says, you know, you need to do a book about firefighters. And I kind of just laughed in my head like, yeah, right. Cause I just have, it's crazy, you know, day job kids and then um, doing independent books, you know, after hours all the time. And I'm like, I have no time, but, but he was like frustrated. Cause he's like, there's no, nobody, he's a firefighter. He's a geek. And there's like, he's like, 
I don't see anyone doing anything on firefighters. And I was like, uh, I kind of chalked it off. And I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. And then it kind of stuck with me. And I started doing some Google searches. And I found, like, just a few things. And I'm, I've been a comic. I've been thinking on my whole childhood as a comic creator, collector, and reader that, yeah, I don't remember much. You know, every once in a while, Spider-Man might come across some firefighters and they save a, you know, cat from a tree or, you know, something hokey. But I saw a few things and I just felt called to do it. So I was like, I, I was kind of concerned to put my sci-fi book on hold. But I felt, you know, I would diversify what I'm doing. And, and then I just felt like it was a neglected genre in comics. And so I couldn't be happier with what we did and that I did do it. Because, in fact, I want to do another one. Because even though I did one, there's still much to do for this kind of a storyline. So is it a comic or is it a graphic novel? It's a graphic novel. It's a one-shot. That was the other thing. I was like, you know, it would be nice to, you know, I'm doing this sci-fi series and it's like one-shot issues. But I would like I just get be able to sell the whole story in one shot. So yeah, it's like a seventy-six page uh, one-shot graphic novel. I took true stories. So I'll give you a little more information on why I did it too. Because uh, I lived with a firefighter. I did that poster, but my grandfather was a Detroit firefighter. I mean, he was through the riots and um, just through a lot of crap back in the old days, man. And, and uh, so I had a, I almost actually became a firefighter when I was younger, and you know. So I just felt a connection to it. And so I took true stories from my grandfather, from firefighters, you know, that I knew living in Detroit. And I did ride-alongs with the Detroit Fire Department. How were the ride-alongs? Yeah, it was awesome, man. I mean, uh, Engine 33, Ladder 13 is what I based the book on as far as the visuals. And I took some true stories from them. But... uh, I uh, also took, like I said, from my childhood and my grandfather and, and friends that I knew. And it's a pretty heavy book, man. I mean, it it's, uh, deals with uh, pretty serious stuff. And it's not easy. it was not easy to write. In fact, I'm sending pages to the artist, Erwin. Erwin Arosa is amazing. Like, and I wanted his just black and white pencils because it's great. But uh, he was like, man, I'm having a hard time drawing some of these pages. Let's talk a little bit about Staunton and Ambition. Um, what's the what's the overall premise of, of that book? Uh, of Where did you come up with the idea? What does staunch mean? Staunch? Staunch, yeah. I, I found, I, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm surprised I'm writing. I'm an artist. I can't spell. I'm, I'm got off of grammar. But, yeah, I, I know that feeling. Like, I, I make music, so you just get that kind of urge to make something. Yeah, I'm a creator, but I never thought I'd be writing stuff. But the thing is, is uh, it's it's not a common word, but uh, staunch is to be like uh, um, dedicated, I think, or um, you know, like a staunch advocate of something. And then, uh, so I use staunch ambition because the title ties into the name. Um, there's a play on the title with the uh, the word station on an angle in the two words. And one of the main aspects of this book is about this space station called the Ambition, built by Staunch Industries in the book. So it all ties into the story. The, uh, the idea with Staunch Ambition was years of development because in college, I, ca- I created, I had to do a comic book cover for a uh, cartoony class. And I came up with this character just for a cover. And, it, you know, the character was red and yellow and hit. And kind of had these things orbiting him and, and 
it was kind of a retro style, you know, like a golden age kind of look. But it was a cool design, so I decided to go in and do a version of it, which was like insane detailed, like colored pencils and like realistic. And you can see that on a website, or um, it's on one of the covers to the preview issue. The, there's two covers. It's a flip issue. So I went in and I did this like really intense version of this character, and it. Um, I tried to do this story kind of back in college, and it was more like comic book, typical kind of immature comic book stuff, you know, like where, like I said, where my eyes would be glazing over. So I'm glad it never worked out. But uh, at the same time, I, 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 when I did this like serious piece, it, it like all of a sudden it turned into this like serious sci-fi, and and I just for years started writing concepts down, and the idea, the basic premise behind the story is what if in our future, we enter the supernatural through advanced technology. What if, what if that, you know, and one of my taglines is welcome to the new enlightenment. So it's like, what if that actually happened in our future where, where there's like this super, I believe in the supernatural and that what if there was, what if the key to entering the supernatural, the thought dimension, you know, the spiritual dimension, whatever you want to call it, different people would call it different things. And, and so I started building this concept and then Azarus, this character, I did this uh, cover this poster with um, turned into from some completely totally different from a superhero type thing to a, a genetically engineered worker clone that we, they do in the future where they make these clones splice with animal and human DNA, no sexual organs so that they can control them and have them work. And, and they're not sexual. So they don't go off and colonize and, and try to become their own yeah, society. Would, kind of would be a whole lot different if not for sex. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't even know if everything everything about it. No one would get tattoos. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. Would we really have anything to do with each other, like men and women? It's like often. It's like yeah. Yeah. We're so different, you know. Yeah. So, but Azurus kind of starts to question classic sci-fi. What am I? Or you know, am I human, animal? Not so much just you know, like human technology becoming cognizant, but. uh, but more of like that with what does it mean to be human or animal or that it was kind of the idea behind it. So, so I've done a preview issue and then issues one through three came out for staunch ambition. And I'm currently working on the next issue, which I'm going to do a sub ending and then compile that into a graphic novel, into a trade. So, so it can all be bought in one book. Okay. Very nice. Do you have, a uh, uh, any website or anything you could plug to, uh, to where people might be able to find this? Yeah, yeah. Everything, uh, like social media, I have both uh, books at as Staunch Ambition or Infernal City Firehouse. I have a website for both. Staunch Ambition carries is my first book, so it has most everything on it at that one website, um, Staunch Ambition. And then uh, there's a website for Infernal City Firehouse. And, uh, you know, they're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. And I also have Infernal City Firehouses on Amazon. Um, I have both books on comicology. And eventually I'll have Staunch Ambition when I get this next issue out. will be on Amazon as well. You can buy them at Staunch Ambition, the, the store at Staunch Ambition. Uh, you can check out the trailers. You know, there's plenty of stuff online to get an idea of the quality. So. Got you. Uh, so realistically, how long have you been um, doing this for yourself, like doing these two comics all together? It only I'm having uh, 
Some, for some reason, I, you, I don't know if you're cutting in and out, or I had a hard time hearing that. Uh, he's wanted to know, uh, like, all together, how long you've been doing these two books. How long have I doing? Um, I, I've been doing them about five years, maybe a little bit more, because before any books came out, I uh, had a lot. There's a lot of pre-development, so I think maybe five to six years. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I came out with a preview issue. It just had like a prologue and then a sneak peek at issue one. And I was actually starting to do comic conventions back then with just the preview issue. And I think back on that, and that's just kind of crazy. But I was trying to build an audience before I got issue one out. Now, would you say um, going to conventions is a big plus for you? Like, does it help um, spread the word of your books? What 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 would be the main source of uh, you getting out there? Your exposure. Yeah, your exposure of getting out there to other people. Well, it's everything, man. I mean, it is a grind. I mean, the biggest one of the, like, I thought, you know, there's so many things I thought starting out that, you know, I could see a lot of independent books. The quality was subpar to some of the big, you know, three or big, any of the big um, publishers. There's several of them. So, but uh, I thought, well, you know what? I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this good. So I got some great talent work with me and, you know, from Marvel and DC. And I thought, wow, that's really going to turn heads. And uh, of course it helps, but it's so saturated. So the, it's such a grind, man. So it's like doing everything, just doing quality is one of the things that helped. Doing the shows. I mean, I'm not published. And so I have to either do comic shows, social media, and Kickstarters. All these things connected together um, keep feeding each other. Word of mouth, doing podcasts. And so it's it's not necessarily one thing, even though the shows is is probably one of the better, uh, some well, of the big shows. Because you got intimate, you know, like when I met you guys, you, you know, it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's not right, just some exactly. cold thing online or See, something I, like that. I own a couple, I own two tattoo shops, and I know that from time to time, you can sit here and you can question yourself. And so what? What for me? You know, I sometimes I if it gets all slow and you know, or things hit a rough patch, you're like, uh, do I still have it in me? So what? What is one thing that keeps you going on these comics and keeps you wanting to go back for more, um, with with the grind and the hardships that can happen? No, oh, because I'm nuts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I question it a lot. I mean, it's such a sacrifice. And then there's so many times I'm like, what did I get myself into? And, you know, I, I just, it's if like I'm not. You've already poured so much of yourself into it. How could you stop now? Well, I, it's funny because it's a weird position when you have fans, even, you know, not that I like have he, tons of fans, but I have a significant amount of fans, you know, looking for the book. And it's a weird position now that I'm in it because now I feel obligated to not only produce for them, but to be successful. You know, I want to be successful for people who, like, I have some amazing supporters on Kickstarter, you know, because I'm self-published. You know, that's the way people support me to help me get going. And I want to be successful for not just because I want this to get the story out there, but because, uh, you know, I want to pay them back. So it, it, a lot of that motivates me through the difficult times. Um, I have to be creating something, you know, I'm a create, creative type artist that I'd explode if I wasn't creating. So, yeah, um, yeah. and so, and then now I want to do this next issue so I can at least 
put together a trade for uh, staunch ambition, and then I'm probably going to do something else, do another either firefighter book or um, I might do a book, a one-shot book, real gritty, but dealing with uh, John the Baptist, the character, because his story is so, um, it's got such dramatic elements, and, and his demise was so, like, like everybody knows about John oh, the Baptist. Yeah, so I want yeah. to do something like The Passion of the Christ, but but on John the Baptist and just kind of like kind of gritty. A little, yeah. Don said he didn't know. John the Baptist had his head cut off because he... He refused to. He, he, oh, he, he was a wild man, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he was friends with Christ. No, he wouldn't rat on him or something along those lines. It's been a while since I read it, but I know he had his head cut off. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, he to, was imprisoned and whatnot. So I I don't know. I I'm. We'll see if I do that or a firefighter. Book Are again, you the I, the author and illustrator? So um. I am not a was not a writer as I was saying earlier, so I was a little nervous to come out just writing. So I got some co-writers to start with. So I got John McNichol on uh, the uh, few issues in the beginning for Staunch Ambition, and it helped a lot because John's really well read. And to build a, a realistic sci-fi universe is quite an endeavor. So having yeah. um, other input was helpful. And then I got Leah. Uh, Letterman, who was my editor, to co-write a little bit of issue three. I got Rhea, and too. What's that? I said, I got Rhea, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, uh, I think, uh, yeah, issue three was the best one so far, and I'm really loving issue four. But, uh, so I'm, I'm loving how it's going to wrap up with a sub ending. But the but now I'm just writing on my own because I, I feel like I've, I'm, now I'm not insecure, uh, uncomfortable with it. So I wrote the uh, firefighter book on my own, and I'm writing at the end of uh, Staunch Ambition on my own here. And I do some of the art. So, like, I did the cover to the preview issue. I usually wind up coloring. So I colored the cover to issue one, drawn by Freddie Williams II, who's a huge artist for DC, Marvel, and whatnot. So um, how many conventions do you do a year? Well, I was doing about 10, give or take. But now that uh, I got this firefighter book out, and that took a lot of money up front because it was 76 pages as opposed to one comic issue. And so right now I'm trying to, you know, get my uh, bearings back together, you know, and get to work on issue this next issue of uh, Staunch. So I'm kind of taking a little bit of a uh, back burner on the uh, convention scene, and then I'll hit it hard again when I... Um, we start doing pages on the next book, so. Okay. But yeah, maybe ten or more, give or take, or ten or less, now, depending do, on. Do you travel? Do you do you only go to local conventions? How does that work? Well, I usually I I, I don't do many conventions where I got to pay a hotel room and board because it's just like just to just to do a local one where you pay for a table, you take your time out of your life to go there. Um, it sometimes is hard to make the money back. Especially right. when I realize one of the things I realize is selling single issue comics. I, I can imagine, like I remember when I was just buying comics, I wasn't doing them, and you know how often you kind of just gripe about how much they cost, and it's like it's kind of tough because as for independent people, I'm selling each issue for five dollars, like an issue, but that thing cost me two dollars and change just to print. 
and not to t- I'm not even counting the time I put into it in, and then all the right. production just for one issue. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars for one issue. So the profit on a single issues is pretty tough. So um, so what I'm trying to do is is trying to co- uh, compile, uh, actually do it. You get a better uh, profit with a graphic novel. So what I'm going to try to do is uh, get away from doing these single issues. And then just to make my money back at these cons, you know, you learn so much from doing them. So until I get, you know, more diversified and a little bigger, I'm going to, you know, I'm just doing shows where maybe I can stay at a friend's house or who knows what and try to save costs on uh, the trip. So I do some in Ohio because I got some friends down there that I crash at and, and I might branch out to some other places where I have friends across the country. But okay. what's the uh, what's the biggest thing you've learned from the time you started doing staunch till now? Uh, how hard it is, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I listened. I did a lot of research on how to do a Kickstarter. You know, how to do comics. And I mean, there's a you can learn anything you want. Like my day job, I, I've been. I went to college for graphic commercial art and to raise my kids and all that. I've been doing technical illustration for my day job for years but most of the time I spend my time coding at work and I never took one class on coding because I've, I've just learned it all from Frankenstein and code then going on YouTube the University of YouTube so you can learn anything you want so I've I listened to so much stuff about how to create comics and market trying to learn marketing and all this how to do social media whatever and entrepreneurism and uh over and over they're like oh it's gonna take so much time to do a comic it takes so much time and i was like yeah yeah whatever and then it's like i'm learning how true that is so it's hard it's such a grind you know and you got to be in for the long haul if you're gonna do if you're gonna try to do anything serious you know right on man um I I've can attest to the, the whole YouTube university thing. I mean, I've, I've learned how to edit and everything on, for the videos, primarily from just watching YouTube videos. Oh yeah, no doubt. I learn almost everything, <laughs> even when I'm even on my day job. I'm trying to learn how to do stuff at work. I go to YouTube, figure it out. You know. So so, how much longer do you see yourself doing this? Ah, uh, till I die, I'm thinking. I don't know if I'll stop creating. Um, this is the thing. I, even if Staunch isn't successful or I'm not successful with uh, Inferno City Firehouse, I might just stop doing my own books and start using that to branch into, you know, opening other doors and working with other properties. Now, has anybody ever approached you to do, like, a, a collab work on one of their pieces? I've had I've had some people, yeah, here and there, but it's like I'm just – until I uh, have, until I get through, you know, what I've dedicated myself to, I, I just don't have much time to, uh, to do anything outside of what I'm working on right now. And that's that's the case with a lot of people who are good. So, like for instance, if you're a writer and you're trying to do a comic and you want to find a good artist, you're gonna have to pay big bucks to get someone good because they're busy already. You know. What about and, a guy uh, in a wheelchair who's a superhero? What's that? What about a guy in a wheelchair who's a superhero? They have one. His wheelchair is a, a transformer. No, <laughs> it's not. His wheelchair transforms into metallic legs. And a guy in a Lieutenant wheelchair, Dan. yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan Watkins. 
What about a superhero who puts people in wheelchairs? Hey, That's the Punisher. Hey, hey he's uh, exactly he's the reality. Because he's bitter that he's been in one. He's, he's oh been in yeah. Prison. He's That's, like everyone's gonna live my fate. Punishment. That's the twist. He uses his wheelchair to plumble people. You know, just yeah. to. Just there, to you, there you go. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could do anything. I mean, if you you could do any, you can make any character or anything good. A little weekly comic strip. (laughs) Check back next week. See what (laughs) wheels Don Dan Wheels Watkins is into. Yeah, but those are the ideas, man. When you like, you can look back and 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 how people handicapped people were never viewed as villains in like literature. I don't know when the first time that became hey, the common, movie but... Glass. The movie Glass. That was the thing, man. Exactly. Yeah. That, or it just it's it just was never expected. Or you know you would have like yeah. people who were handicapped, and then all of a sudden you find out who's the guy who was handicapped. What? Yeah, it's because Hitler wouldn't let nobody. He was just killing everybody off. So I mean, the movie Upgrade. Yeah. That was another good like look at. Dude got paralyzed and had a chip put in his in his head, so. Uh, the chip was able to communicate with him, but it was in like an artificial intelligence, and uh, it ends up telling him he's getting attacked by these guys. The computer's like, "I can fight them off, but you have to give me permission." He says, "I give you permission," and the thing just all of a sudden, you know, bam, bam, and it's shot in all kinds of crazy ways where he just annihilates these guys with you know minimal effort. He's <laughs> like, "Oh my God, they got a knife!" She says, "We do too." Stabbing <laughs> guys. It's real gory, but look it up. The movie Upgrade, it's a real good one. It came out a couple of years ago. All right. Yeah. So, um, as me and Bobby were witnesses, can these cons be a little intense? I'm sorry, say that again? These cons. Um, some people take them real serious and intense. Um, you know, when me and Bobby went, we... Uh, I don't, was it in front of his booth? No, it was in front of another artist's booth. But two two comic book writers almost got into a fist fight over talking to us about their books. Really? So, yeah. Were they like next to each other? Yeah. Well, no, no. The well, one no, guy. The one guy was away from his booth and was walking around and found us. Yeah. Oh, nice. Did you guys provoke them or? No, no, no not at all. <laughs> Me and Bobby. You guys are provoke. You guys are provoking the freaking comic writers. Yeah, we looked at each other like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> He's like, "This guy's better than you." <laughs> You're like, he, "No." He's like, "Get the hell away from my table, asshole!" I'm like, "What is going on?" Uh, I, I don't know. I'm pretty easygoing, but uh, I mean, I've only had. I mean, I'm pretty out there. Like, you have to respect your table mates and all that, the other tables around you. So I never will talk to anybody that's by their table or not looking at me or walking by mine because I don't want to pull someone away from somebody else's. Even if they're in front of my table and they're looking at, they're walking and they hadn't turned their head toward me yet, I, you know, I'll wait, right? So right. I've confronted one guy because he was just kind of out in the he was out in the aisle and I, and I, I he was kind of going, pushing the envelope. And I was like, I, after a while, I you just blew his shit just, out, I, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, no, what, what, what I did was, I mean, t- to be honest, what I did was this guy was uh, rolling by in a wheelchair and I knocked the guy out of the wheelchair. I picked the wheelchair up and I beat the crap out of the guy with oh, the wheelchair. Oh, there you go. Man. There you go. No, I write a graphic kidding. novel about that. <laughs> uh, anyways, but no, I was d- done. <laughs> that was me. No, but I, I, 
I uh, just went up to him. I says, hey, man, I says, you know, I, I love your enthusiasm, but I says, I've seen you a couple times pull people. And I was nice about it to him. He says, I, you know, I just want to let you know that you're doing that. And says, you got to not do that because, you know, you, you can only talk to people who are at your table or in your vicinity. You can't pull people away. So, so yeah, I guess what I was saying was, is there any kind of, like, etiquette for the con? So I guess you just, you know, in other words. Competitiveness? Uh, etiquette, like con etiquette, if you're there. Oh, yeah, etiquette, yeah. Um, well, for sure, yeah, that's that. And uh, I'm not sure I always follow it, but I try to. So, um, uh, I, I mean, I've been friends with, like, usually everyone next to me. I Actually, everyone that I can think of. I don't think I've ever not been friends with uh, people around me. So, most everybody usually is uh, pretty uh, uh, respectful. Yeah, so that totally threw me and Bobby off. We're like, "What the fuck just happened here?" They're about to. Yeah, punch. sometimes it's hard to be. It's hard to be uh, polite with the people coming to your table. Like you get some of these, like you know, people who come there and they just, they just want to, you know, they will sit there and talk, and people are walking by behind them, and you could tell they're just not interested in buying anything, and so you got to balance how polite to be. And how much, like, okay, you know, so I've tried to learn how to handle those situations, too, because, you know, it's, I'm there to work. I, I'm trying to grow my audience and sell books and make my table back and make a, make it worth my while. <laughs> That's awesome. So li- live and learn, man. It's, but if you're passionate about it and you're respectful, then I guess that, that I think that pays, you know, that just is more beneficial than anything. I mean, what what do you what's your guys' experience? You guys got similar things with your podcast, so right? So we're trying. How long you been? How long you been doing the podcast? Uh, what's it been about six months now? Uh, okay. done, done the podcast about six months now. We're trying to get to some of the cons to do like uh, some pre-recordings with some of the artists at the cons, but it's at our like what we're finding right now is that it is a pain to get in. Yeah, I think we started a little too late reaching out to some of the cons. Well, I, you know what though, a lot of to me, a, like. A lot of it can be a popularity contest too, though. I mean, are you? Do you want to make money? That's the thing. Like we're pay, gonna pay for a booth. Do you want to make money or not? <laughs> the bottom line. Uh, are you guys able to get press releases or passes or? Well, we actually just pay and go, and then we just do our own thing. Like when when we went the when we met you, we went there uh, trying to get people to come on our show and. Like, you know, because me and Bobby, I don't know about Rich so much, but we love comics. We love, um, you know, anything and everything about comics. And I'm a big Marvel guy. So um, so we went there um, just trying to hope and um, trying to, you know, talk to other people with the interest that we do and get them on our show and stuff. And uh, that's when we came across you and I seen the firefighter one. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a dope. This is, a, you know, it's this, this um what am I looking for? It's a dope concept. Yeah, concept of it all. It's, it's, it was cool, man. And so, you know, caught my eye, and that's when we started talking to you about it. But um, Yeah, thanks. thanks. I oh, no that. worries. Like, like I said, no, no, they don't get a lot of uh, respect like they should. And uh, I think, um, I think you know, just some military and police officers don't either. So if you're looking for other ideas, you know, you can always do something like that, too. Oh, yeah. I've been thinking about that. Yeah, well, I... And firefighters should be getting more respect. I mean, you get you see a ton of cops, you know, cop comics, and and it's a, uh, it's a polarizing situation though, though, because not everyone is for a cop. But who hates a fireman? 
Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, even even firemen, like in my book, um, I'm not doing a propaganda piece on how great firefighters are. Right. I'm showing that they deserve respect. Right. Who but could, I'm also dealing with them. Mean? Yeah, I'm dealing with them on their uh, their humans called to be superhuman at times. Right. right. They're called to be or they're called to be heroes. Yeah. And so, but they're human, and and so I show from knowing like my grandfather and and my childhood and stuff. I show both sides. I show the the hero heroism, and then I show the uh, I show the flaws and the struggles. And, and in fact, my, my book deals with PTSD, which is like a hot button topic these days. But right. I think for within reason, for good reason. You know, I mean, obviously anything can get overblown. I mean, you know, we got the snowflake generation, but at the same time, we so, need to bring in. Uh, we need to recognize that there is actual PTSD. So I'm dealing with that next. And I just mentioned that my uh, my book is supporting people struggling with PTSD and depression because it deals with that. So, so. with you saying the snowflake generation, this is how, how do you, when you're writing something, how do you know what to, like, to pick and choose so that way you don't, you know, upset a certain group of people, you know, you know, you might put one thing down, but you don't want to upset another group. So how do you pick and choose those things as you're writing a story? Uh, well, I do consider that to some degree, um, but for instance, my book starts out with a true story um, where there, uh, I, I hate giving spoilers, but it's the beginning of the book, but it's a true story where they slaughtered a uh, turkey in the firehouse. Okay, so how many people are going to be offended by that? You know, you got, you know, PETA or who knows what. Well, you know, I believe it. <laughs> exactly. I could... I could give a shit because I believe in hunting and I'm, I, so I'm going to step on people's toes and you know, I'm conservative. So if I, if I have some conservative ideas, I don't, what I hate is preaching. I hate, oh, I want to show a story that just conveys what's like reality and conveys like things. But when I'm seeing something that's preachy, um, it's often it's it's a disservice to the art form. So what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to do true true art, and it, it obviously influenced by how I see the world. But but so I mean I don't want to go out of my way to offend people, but at the same time it's gonna it's gonna have values or it's gonna be based on you can't you know, please everybody. Yeah, well yeah. I think I think when it comes down to you just you know doing what you do, you having the preferences that you have, people being rubbed the wrong way by that. You're not to be concerned with them. It's it's a Jace. What are you doing? It's a whole lot different than you know saying something or doing something in direct defiance of you know another culture, another kind of people. You know. Yeah, you're you know what? Doing anything to disrespect anyone. Maybe a good way to look at it is if, if you're gonna if you're gonna touch a subject that's either somewhat controversial or not, do it where you're challenging people to think or you're challenging. Making it a challenge. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm actually looking forward to doing some controversial stuff coming up. But uh, so um, do a Michael Jackson ultimately, it all comes down to the story. You know, what is it that you know? I don't want to, I don't want to go out of my way and and have the story suffer just to try to. Right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Another hot topic: police brutality. Because you know, there's plenty. Exactly. Of good, plenty of good cops that get a bad rep for oh for boy. the shitty ones. Because there's plenty. Oh of, boy. Listen to me. Let the let the black guy say that. There's, there's shitty cops. There's no doubt about it. But that's not to be said that there's not good cops. 
but a lot of people well, are yeah. going to look at them all in the same light just because of the shitty ones. But the same yeah, is to I be mean, said about so, criminals. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy to sit back and and rip on cops and, and, and until you got to walk in their shoes and have to deal with, you know, you, they're dealing with criminals day in and day out. And, and then, I, I mean, you think you're going to handle that perfectly? So, well, not just that. Yeah, they, call, they never know when they're coming home. It's not easy, man. And at the same time, you know, you can't put up with uh, police brutality. But at the same time, you know, all lives matter, too. You know, black lives matter. But all lives matter. Cops' lives matter. Black cops' lives matter. How about that? Where's the movement for black cops' lives matter? You know? There's not a thing against black cops. It was just cops in general. But I was just touching on the the subject as a whole. Just saying it's a polarizing subject that people are going to feel one way or another about. But you definitely yeah, I think, call some attention. Yeah, I love these kinds of subjects. I love a good debate, and I, I, I so actually does Bobby. often. What's that? Bobby loves debate. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love discussing you know philosophy and all these like social issues and stuff. It's fun, and I think it's important. So you know, getting into the nitty gritty of where you draw the line, I think I think any good artist is going to delve in there and, and handle it with. Uh, um, creativity. So that's, I don't know. You know, I, I get into it if it's relevant to the stories that I've gotten into so far. So, so as, as a child, did you want to grow up to be, um, a comic book writer? Is that, is that, uh, yeah, yeah, well, not a writer as a child. I always wanted to be an, I, I, from my youngest time, I wanted to be an artist. Uh, so that was early on. I never really was a big writer. Um, a creator. I think I'm a storyteller, so that's why I'm doing comics. I'm not writing novels, but uh, and then cinema. You know, comics are very cinematic, so you know, storyboards for like the visual arts, and so I'm very into the creative process of like I love to watch a good movie or hear a good song, but I also just as much love to hear how it came together, the decisions right, that right. were were made to to come up with this edit or to come up with this sound or whatever. So I love the creative process. So, um, I, yeah, I wanted to be an artist and I didn't, I always looked at it as a hobby as a kid until my senior year in high school, I took a graphic and commercial art class and I was like, Oh, you gonna make money doing art. You know, I just thought it was like something that maybe you could do and right. like going into acting, but then uh, graphic commercial arts, what I decided to study in college and uh, in college, I wanted to do comics, but I was going to be more of an artist, but I'm not the fastest artist and I've never learned to, you know, you can go get these sketches from art. I don't do sketches because I, I never learned how to do that. I don't just sit down and draw stuff out of the top of my head. So that's why I usually wind up coloring. I do the lettering on my book. I know how to design. I des- I do all the designs. I oversee it. I create videos, but I'm more of a uh, and then I work with the actual artists who are really good at stuff I don't do. Okay. That so, I don't do well, at least. So the things you don't do well, you outsource. Yeah, so I even have music for my books. So, like, uh, I, I always tinker around on a piano and I compose some melodies. And I always dreamed of taking these melodies and collaborating with some actual musicians and, and writing some music. So I actually did that with some of my melodies. And then I just got some original music. So I have, like... Uh, four songs, original songs for my books that you can see in my, you can hear the music in my trailers and it's good music too. So, okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to just have music with the book cause it's just, 
it just adds to it, you know. Now, when we were at the when we met you at the Michigan Comic Con, you had talked about uh, being interviewed for um, either a movie or a TV show that was they kind of used some stuff oh, from yeah. your from the Inferno uh, Inferno City book. Yeah, there's a documentary that uh, came to town. They saw a, a, a article on my book. Uh, Metro Times did, and its director Pan. Um, directing a documentary about firefighters called Florian Knight. And it's dealing with, uh, it kind of focused with, with the, the name comes from a motorcycle group called Florian Knights. And that name comes from St. Florian as the patron saint of firefighters. And okay. um, this is a motorcycle club that has all kinds of charters in different areas, uh, Canada and America. And uh, I think they're called charters, whatever they're called, but different Chapters. groups. And what's that? Chapters. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so, so he kind of follows them because these are either active or retired firefighters who deal with PTSD through wind therapy is what they call it. And he saw this article in my book, and, and what he wanted to convey in his uh, documentary was to get past the idea that firefighters are superheroes and that they're human. And so he kind of wanted to show the human side, and he thought that what a, what a good way to do that with a guy doing a graphic novel about real firefighters that often are usually about superheroes. So, so, uh, he came to Detroit and filmed me for hours and then also did ride alongs and filmed with the Detroit fire department. So they got a lot of good footage, but I'm kind of trying to find out where he's at on this movie. Cause I think he got another side project. So, uh, obviously things like, like that's a huge endeavor doing a freaking independent movie. So, right. I'm not sure when he's going to start marketing it. It's on IMDb, but um, I'm just not sure where he's at. He's been doing editing for a while, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be pretty how serious. How long ago did this happen? Uh, what was it, last summer? In the beginning of last summer? Um, okay. So he's been doing some filming with, like, Green – was it Green Bay or the Vikings? No, the Vikings. Okay. Um, something with the sports or that. I don't know if, if that's like a, another gig that just came up in the middle of making this movie. But uh, so to allocate we'll funds. see. I, I, I'll be sharing the crap out of that as soon as I, I hear more about it and yeah, start sharing. Yeah, it's called Florian Knight, so I'm really looking forward to that. Well, Brian, I appreciate you giving us your time and coming out here and chit-chatting with us. It's been an honor to have you on. And yeah, you were actually yeah. our very first. Um, you popped our cherry. Yeah, like at very Whoa. first comic book creator guest. That was. Yeah, I'm honored, man. That's great. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, well, always. I guess it was first. Yeah, exactly. Never forget it. So uh, yeah, I know, hopefully it was as good for you guys as it was for me. So. Oh, it was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I, I appreciate it, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll definitely see you uh, soon at some cons. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you at the, uh, one of the next cons. Uh, I I hope you guys uh, have a good uh, a good uh, weekend here coming up, or actually week coming up. You too. You too, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. That went good. Yeah. Some of the some of your jokes went over. But did they? Because you got them. I did. But. You guys, this is also your first time having to do, struggle through an interview over the phone. 
Now you know what I've dealt with for no, three years. No, I think if you're going to do an interview, you need to have questions prepared. Nah. No, nah, man. Fucking we, wing we, it, bro. Why? We no, did good. We didn't do no, bad at all. There was no, not. We didn't do that bad, but it's. You wing that shit, bro. You prepare it. You have questions that people are actually going to want to listen to. Oh, oh yeah, because we want to listen to listen. I think I think one of, the, one of the best one of the best interviewers in the game is Sean Evans, the one that from Hot Ones. He always has good ass questions that he asks his guests. Yeah, but I don't want to have the same exact question. But you think every Sean Evans time. writes he his own questions that he's asking? It these doesn't most? matter. He has a I'm fucking saying team. It's a format to follow. And since we don't have a team to do that kind of shit for us, we need to look into that kind Format of shit for these nuts. when we have special guests. Oh, boo-hoo. I mean, I've been doing it for fucking four years. There's I think... A, there's a reason we haven't generated steam. I but think we did fine. There's a, mm, we can get into a million reasons why we haven't generated steam. But right, but I mean, to prepare content for a guest, that way it's Was not Was there like, any dead air? No, there wasn't, but... There, there likely could have been. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to have not with Don around. Caps. Either way, we uh, we thinking about a Mount Rushmore. I got one in mind. Do you have? Act, do you want me to call Bert? Call so Bert. Oh, let's let's prank Bert. Let's get prank Bert on him. here. Can we prank him? Hey, this is Big Boy from 105.1 The Bounce. You ready to go on a trip call with Bert Fifty right Cent? Call him blocked. I'm not calling him blocked because then I got to go through all that and I'm just not doing it. Plots is taking selfies. She's been, taking She's been selfies doing the it the whole time. fucking time. <laughs> I've seen her bust out the lip gloss like nine times. She Bertram. Broke phone. <laughs> I am on the phone. You're on the phone? I'm on the phone. Have you punched any old people in the face for their pudding? Have I what? Have you punched anybody for their pudding? No. What the fuck? What? Hey, Bert, this is Big Boy live on three-way with 105-1 The Bounce. The Bounce! You're getting ready to go on a limo ride with 50 Cent. Oh, snap, yo! We're going to Club Blue, Club Tonic, and motherfucking Clutch Cargos. And at the end of the night, you guys are going to the boom, boom, boom. The boom, boom, boom. Are we on the air right now? Yeah, Yeah, we're on on the air. (laughs) You nice. think we just put what? you on a party line, bud? I mean, you might. I don't know. It gets weird like that. You What's sound up, uh, you sound not high. Are you in good spirits, I, bud? I mean, I'm in no, good, good, good spirits. No, he's in good spirits because he is high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not high, like, as high as I've seen you the last few times I've seen you. How, how's everything I mean, going? How's the progress? What's going on? Fill us in. The geeks um, want to know. The geeks want to know. Uh, well, I'm getting better and better every day. Um... My legs are moving a little bit better each and every day, um, and it's it's a work in progress. But it's almost there. I feel, I feel like it's going to be so there you're getting, sooner you're, than later. You're getting feeling back and motion, range of motion, and everything. Uh, somewhat. Can you feel your um, wiener yet? Can I feel my wiener yet? I, I, I can always feel my wiener. But, um, Not when there's a tube down it, motherfucker. Don't lie. No, but you want to hey, know what's something? what's beating off like a... when you got a catheter in? You know, see, I know. <laughs> I, won't, I won't even try. To oh, do you still got Ouch. one in? Skeet, 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 skeet. Good God. That would hurt. Do you still got one in? I, oh, yeah, I still got one in. You'd All probably right. just skeet right into your line. No, you. And you, get, and you guys want to? You guys want to know something? Yeah. I just shit myself like ten minutes. <laughs> 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 Story time with the bird. 
Bert, Story right? time, Bert. What? All right, Bert, you're kicking off our story time with the boys. Am I? Run it down. How did you shit yourself? How happened. did it come about? How do, what do you mean, how did it come about? I sat here and shit came out my ass. <laughs> did you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you Did you, did you not even try to make a run for it? He, just said, mm. he can't no, move. I can't, I can't control it. Listen, oh. but did no, you listen? No controlling it yet? Did you have so help with like, enema, or was it all natural? It was just automatic. Mm. Like, uh. and I had just finished dinner too. <laughs> so, it worked like, right I through you. I just finished eating dinner. What'd you have I for dinner? I plate away. Hey. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh, oh god. Oh, so you feel it, it just, come on? It just, I Do thought you, I yeah. thought it might have just fell out of you, and then you'd be like, "What's that smell?" And then realize <laughs> no. you shit yourself. <laughs> I can feel it, but I can't clench. Oh man! So it's like, yeah. So it's like, oh, it's nope. Just you don't have a bedpan. What? No bedpan. You wrecked your rectum. No, they tell me. Rectum damn near killed him. To work mm. to do one. Man, the nurse yeah, probably. Hate, you know what I would do if I was your nurse. I would put a bar what? of soap in a fucking sock at night when you fell asleep. Beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Bert, we've been telling you to open your third eye, but we were talking about the, the one on your forehead, not the one on your BE. Bert, you're not <laughs> red bone if your butthole's brown. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> Bert ain't no damn red bone. Who's red? What's red bone? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Wait, what? What, huh? is it? what is a red bone? Daylight. So what are they saying? Like, uh, do they got you like, what are they doing for therapy for you right now? So we just got um, a comment from Brian that we would make a great comic. Wait, what? what's the matter? Our guest just commented on our video, said we would make a great comic. Boom. Cool. How'd that go? Um, it went pretty well. Good, good. Until Rick brought yeah, up like police brutality. <laughs> I was bringing up <laughs> topics that would be pressing. That would be polarizing. That'd be like, ooh, that's a touchy topic. Am I wrong? No, no. we should make a comic of Burt falling. Oh no! Ah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Bruce Lee when Bruce Lee got his back broken. He had to go to the hospital and fucking rebuild himself. Burt's gonna be doing handstands and shit. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I can't wait. I to come see out of there. I'm fucking Burt. Bird yeah, right. High kicking. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Bert, what He's happens coming if... around like... Bert, what happens if no. this is what you needed to do to start slinging dick? What's the matter? Bert comes out of the hospital. He's got a fucking piece on him. <laughs> <laughs> he pu- they pull the, hey, they yeah, pull the, the tube out. Of the, catheter. the catheter. It re- the catheter does this, work for me. He released his hidden penis. Yes. yes. I told you. Yes. Bobby, please tell them about the hidden penis. I was telling Rich just the other day. There's, There's a ligament. Yep, but it doesn't always work. But It could yeah, give you an, up, up you to two inches. Me about it. Yeah. But in my mind, I feel like wouldn't that break your boner? No. It's a I know ligament. Your boner, no. Shut up. Your boner <laughs> it goes shut all up. the way up into your b-hole, right? Yeah. And it curls around like a candy cane. What? Yeah. Your boner Wouldn't that break your boner? It goes all up into your b-hole. It's shaped like a candy cane when it's erect. But I imagine if you cut any part of that, that you're going to lose. Mm, oh, you know? No, no, no. The uh, ligament, it was, it's what's holding it. 
back more. I don't need to touch it. <laughs> 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 I know what we're talking about without the visual representation. <laughs> you should have seen, seen well, it, Rich. I'm going to shit more if you <laughs> Dude, if you shit on air, it would be so great. Please record it. <laughs> um, but, uh, Rich, you said something about having a, a Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mount Rushmore. I was okay. thinking, uh, yeah, we've been keep we've been keeping your segment alive, sir. I'm very happy that you've been doing. No, you know why? Because then it shows us that you're not even watching our episodes. You <laughs> son of a bitch. He shared Mount Rushmore. Um, this week's Mount Rushmore would be uh live action television shows, like the ones where you have like a live studio audience. Okay. So sitcoms. Oh, basically, yeah. But uh. Okay. I'll list mine for you guys. will get the genuine. No, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> because he's going to name off all ones that are just pre-recorded. There's no fucking he's audience. He's going to say home improvement. Boom. Reba. No, not Reba. Reba for you. <laughs> Reba. I know you do. Bobby loves Van. What's your password? Password. So I'm going to go home improvement. I'm going to go with, can we, is there a certain era? Like uh, Any any era, I'd say. Any era? So you gotta put, you gotta put Ooh, okay. Family Matters up there. Ooh, Ooh um, okay. Was that recorded in the live studio audience? Yep. Yeah. Um. So hold on. So home improvement, Family Matters. You gotta go with um. All in the family. Ooh, fucker. And you gotta go with. Come on. I'm thinking, man. So basically, we're just we're just sitcoms then, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Okay. Oh, if we're doing sitcoms, then you gotta go with King of Queens. Okay. Okay. What did he say? He's King, King of Queens. Queens. I'm gonna go. King of Queens. Okay. Good one. Good one. Wayans Brothers. Okay. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. Boom. Martin. Uh, Ooh, Martin. Uh, uh, I'm the man. Are we seeing a trend here? <laughs> all people, They're all fucking black shows, all people man. Look like and him. living single. Oh my god, living, living single is another good one. Living, living single. So why weren't you hanging with Mr. Cooper? Uh, that wasn't That's my jam so one, much. Though. That wasn't my jam so much. Go ahead, Bert. What you got? Well, okay, I said. It's not, I don't know if it's technically a sitcom, but no, and, and it was recorded. I just want to say, listen. I never felt anything against white sitcoms. I just like the black ones more. I loved uh, Home Improvement. That would have been in mind. Live? That was done. But if, if we're talking stuff that was recorded in front of a live studio audience, I'm going to throw one at you right now. In Living Color. No, that wasn't a sitcom, you fuck. That was a wasn't sketch comedy. Wasn't a sitcom, com- but it was recorded. It was, in front that's of a, live a sketch studio show. Audience. It's a sketch comedy show. Saturday Night Live is recorded in front of the live studio audience. Are we still going to? You call know what? Hang up on Bert. Why do we even call him? Because Bert's, <laughs> Bert's got to get right, his I, I, I got some. I got some. Uh, all in the family. But Don already chose. Fucker, he stole. Yeah. I know we already chose it, but that's not mine. You can go. You can go Sanford and Son because it's. Ooh. Oh, I was going. I was going Sanford's son. Sanford's Ooh. son. Fucking Mama's the family. Mama's family. Uh, the Jeffersons. My and, man. um, fuck. 
fucking oh I had another one. Good times. Oh The Facts of Life. Full Max House. Life was okay. Uh Greatest American Hero. I mean Friends. Friends. Friends? Right? You went with Friends. You fucking son Why of a bitch. Friends sucks <laughs> dick. What about there's happy days? There's I love Lucy. Happy days? Oh my god. Um, dick Van Dyke. Leave it to Beaver. I'm going Green Acres. Wow. Green Acres is the place to be. All right, Bobby. Step off this Um, So we said Reba. Reba's on mine. Like, 100%. Definitely. Um, Why does everybody like Reba? Because I like Van. I'm a big fan. I like Van. Kevin from Shameless. Yes, Kevin from Shameless. He's he's fucking funny. Um, Step by step. Oh, there you go. We're just watching it. How about And that's the price you pay for going first. <laughs> well, How did I let that you one You thought go. you were going to cherry pick all the good ones for yourself. Fucking I Cody. Dirty dick I did. What? <laughs> um, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a classic. Another story. good one. Steph hates Another it. Good one. Steph, you can leave the shop right now. <laughs> um, What's my. Fourth. So we got Reba step by step. You said, <sighs> you said Reba step by step. You already listed a third. Full house. Say the original? Full house. Yes, yeah. the original full house. Mind Uncle you. Uncle Joey. Yeah, we definitely. And the Rippers. We definitely um, got to have some notable mentions. There's a lot of them. But Saved by the Bell. Hey, y'all remember? Oh, there you y'all go. Y'all remember City Guys used to come on Saturday mornings? Nope. Can't say I do. C I T Y. You can see why these guys are neat guys. It was when it came on after Saved by the Bell. The what new about class. the Odd Couple? That wasn't that wasn't a, a sitcom. Yeah, it was. The Odd Couple was a movie. It was a sitcom. No, first. the Odd Couple was a show too. Okay. The Odd Couple was definitely a show. The Honeymooners. Too. Uh, All right. Oh God! All right, here's Why one. I so you know how we do the Run Mount Rushmore that we pick one after that. So one TV show that you've seen that you probably can go the rest of, that you could live without. That I can live my without. Mount, my Mount Kilimanjaro TV so, show. So one. So we each pick one that we can just live yep. without. Yep. We can okay. Live without. But it has Ooh. to be a sitcom. It has to be a sitcom. A sitcom. Yeah. Or, or like in front of a live studio audience. Same, same thing. Same thing. Does it have to be in front of a live studio audience? Same thing. So I'm, I'm asking because they got sitcoms that aren't. Yeah, like, there's like sitcoms that are just You get into like Parks and Rec, you know, Modern okay. Family. Live, uh, live studio audience. Okay. Because yeah. mine would off off rip number one be Office. But since it's not in front of a live audience. Uh, that you can live without? Uh, yeah, I love the Office. That you can live without watching that the office. That you can live without. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying the the, the most terrible, basically. Yes. Uh, oh, the worst one. Murphy Brown or coach <laughs> <laughs> or coach. <laughs> <laughs> Wings yeah, was pretty terrible too. Wings was pretty Those terrible. Were both uh, pretty terrible. What was the one? Um, what's the taxi? Other? According to Jim. Mash, mash. I like mash. Mash was all right. Y'all are fucking turds. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was that show with the wi- the the older women and there was a one black guy? Oh, uh, what? what? The- in the house? No, not in the house. Um, Joni loves Chachi. 
there are older uh, women, and then yeah, Golden Girls, not Golden Girls. But I could probably the do. That's one you hate. No, you hate the Golden no. Girls. No, no. Three, Three's Company, Mama's Family. Three's Company's a great. Mama's Family, Mama. good one. We're trying to find one that you don't care to watch ever again. Like you would be fine never watching. Friends, it. Friends for me. Uh, That's friends, what I thought we were. I don't care with. for Friends, but I don't hate it. I would not want to see it ever again. Oh, here's mine. Seinfeld. Okay. Oh, I hate Seinfeld so oh, much. Right. What did he say? It reminds me of growing up. My uncle and I used to watch that. He I said Seinfeld. Hate Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld. Uh, it's the worst. Give or take. No, dude. It's, it's, Designing it's, women. That's what I was fucking going wow. for. <laughs> Kevin wow. Kevin like, that I is know a what I'm looking for. Deep cut. Yeah, I, I just shit. thought about That's it. That's what I was aiming for. That's Man. the one I was talking about. How you son of a bitch. Fucking terrible, right? Yeah. How fucking terrible of it race. came on like right after Murphy Brown. Like, oh, it, was, man. <laughs> it was a terrible block of television. All right, Bert. Well, do you have a story yeah. time with the boys? He gave his. He shit his pants. No. He sh- actually, he shit his bed. That was no. a terrible story. Bert knows what I'm doing. Yeah, for. I could. I could have come up with a better one. Yeah, you didn't even. You didn't even deliver it. Bert like, has a better one. Bert didn't shit for a week, and they gave him an enema. He sat in the shit for an hour because he just kept shitting himself. Whoa! So Bert doesn't have a shit story time with the boys anymore. Thanks. Donald Ron. just told it. Well, yeah, Donald literally just told my story. Bert, time well, if you didn't oh, want to okay, step up to the plate, head. motherfucker, then I had to. You're please. a piece of shit, Don. You're a pe- you are a piece of shit, Don. <laughs> You're sorry. a piece of shit, Don. All right, Bert. Um, let's see. Uh, story time, boys. Uh, um, well, I could go with uh the other day as another shitting story. Um, as all story time with boys I, are tend to be. Yeah. Welcome those. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I had shit obviously, so I called them to come clean me up. And they did, and I shit you not. With that, within within five minutes of them cleaning me up, I had to call them back again. Cause you shit yourself I was like, again. Hey, guess what just happened? Wait a minute, you're doing this on purpose, Bert. Are you not? No, the- I, I swear to you, Bert. I you don't even try to go to the to bathroom you. like a regular person. Can I, you have them cut bro, a hole in your bed? No, Why? I wish they would just cut a hole in my bed. Are you able to sit in a wheelchair now? No. No, I can't even lift myself up at the moment. That's the whole point of me being here. Hmm. So how long are therapy sessions for you? Huh? How long are therapy? I'll just see you tomorrow. Um, I will tell you about how they hoisted me up, and I just went to fucking what the fuck a fat ass and a fucking hoister. Hold the hold the thing away from your mouth. Yeah. You just sound like you swallowed the phone. <laughs> Me? Yeah. For some reason, got- the receiver was like rubbing on your cheek or something. You good now? I'm good yeah. now. Yeah. All right. So when I fell, uh, the night that my legs just stopped working, um, pieces of shit. I went, you know, and fell down. Oh, and oh fuck! Yeah. I fell. <laughs> and went, help! Help! They came in there, and there's a bunch of people standing around me, and there's some big dudes standing around me, like big, like (sighs) EMT fellas. And even even they knew they were like, we ain't lifting this fat fuck up. So we're like, we're gonna have to get the Hoyer. And I'm like, what's the Hoyer? They're like, well, it's a lift that's gonna lift you up. I'm like, okay. 
So they're fucking, there's like 20 people around me and they're strapping me into this thing and it lifted me up and I, I was literally a fat ball of fuck just kind of swinging in the air to get me like into the bed. And I felt so fucking bad, dude, because there's like hot chicks standing around me. And you did, you fucking... did have some hot nurses. That's another thing, too. I cannot tell you how many times, how many hot broads have looked at my dick. You son of a bitch. Like, and you like, won't tell like, that? You gotta, huh? you gotta re-listen to the uh, intro because there is a little hidden gem of Donald in there. And really? because Donald wasn't paying attention, he didn't hear it. Huh. Well, but, uh, I'll I'll pay attention when I really play the video. Anyway, but the, yeah, they were lifting me up, and I was so fucking like, I'm crumbled together in this fucking like sauna swing sex swing thing, and. Like, they got me back down on the bed, and then they had to move me around. And, like I said, I couldn't move. So it's like they're pushing me and pulling me, and, like, oh, God, it sucks. This sounds like Fifty Shades of Butter. <laughs> what? <laughs> you leave that butter vacation alone. sounds like alone. a terrible movie. <laughs> um, so what's the, the – have they found out what's the causing you not to be able to walk or – what? His back's all inflamed, you fuck. That's what it's the I issue? Can't. You keep cutting out. Why did everybody say that? I don't know. Bert's phone shit. I said, did they figure out what's wrong with you? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't even talked to my surgeon. The staples are still in me. I got 16 in one incision and 22 in another. Holy so, fuck. <sighs> yeah. Rich, you got a story time with the boys? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had it in mind. Is there a baby in the room? Yes, there's a baby in the room. Okay. Ah. Okay. This was a. I wasn't a part of this story, but or or no, as a matter of fact, I was gonna do a story a buddy of mine told me, but instead, I'm gonna do the camping trip where I heard that story. Uh, okay. This is about two years ago. I'm on a camping trip with a bunch of my peeps. Um. Okay. It's our first night out there. Uh, I'm getting lifted. I'm getting drunk. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. We out here. I'm we barefoot. Out here. I'm getting it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we out here. Living your best life. Right? So uh, I'm dancing like some 50 Cent, whatever this plan. It was like jams. This is We're playing jams. Here. And uh, we end up making friends with our neighbors. Our neighbors had a little Plinko board. And on their Plinko board, it had... Um, like probably five or six different options for your Clinko chip to roll into, and they were all different drinks. Whatever landed on, you had to drink. Well, I was only over there for about ten minutes before I was like three Clinkos deep, and uh, it all hit me like a sack of bricks. On top of whatever else I was already drinking and feeling good off of before I went and met the neighbors. So I'm sitting there Shrooms. feeling good. Chris is taking his Clinko chance, his cl- his Clinko thing. He's loving it. And I get that bubbling feeling. I'm starting to feel real drunk, and then I'm starting to get the bubblies. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go shit. So I go to the bathroom, and when I go and when I come back, it's a lot darker than it was before I went in. And I'm a lot drunker than I was before I went in. (laughs) So now things, I'm I'm like, 
looking around. I, I can't see shit. It's pitch black. This ain't where black people I'm are like, meant to be. Oh no! And I'm like so drunk that I'm tired. I'm worried that I'm actually gonna fall asleep. Like, and my friends are gonna be looking <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm passed out. So in you a rock. were afraid that you were gonna shit. I was. Asleep. No, no, no. I went <laughs> shit. I made it to the bathroom, and then when I got out, okay. I was drunker than when I went in, and it was darker than when I went in. So oh, in turn, Lord. he didn't know where he was. Yeah, so when I came out, got I was you. real mixed up, and I didn't know which way to go first, so I'm stumbling through campsites. It's probably like midnight. It's oh, probably like 11 o'clock Somebody probably midnight. thought they were a bear oh, in the campsite. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, and I'm stumbling through these campsites, and uh, I'm like, hey, can you... I, j- I knew our site was on the river. I was like, can you just point me towards the river? Like, yeah, it's over there, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, keep it moving. I end up finding my spot. I get into my bed, and um, I hear someone around rustling around. Everyone's still up partying. Um, I'm like, let them know I made it back. Let everyone know. I was like, I'm okay. And they're laughing. They like thought that was funny in itself. So I try to lay down. Two minutes later, I get up. I go, in my tent. I couldn't make it outside, and I just mashed, like, three hot dogs prior to <laughs> so the hot dogs weren't fully digested it was straight up full chunks of hot dog so, so i just took the only the only towel shut up, Bert, the only towel i had <laughs> i took it all Aww. and i put it into a pile and then i just went to sleep and it dealt with it that reminds me of a story Aww. so i was at josh Lone's graduation party he headed up north they had it was on this fucking huge ass uh like family farm thing dude so Anywho, so we all drinking the shit. The fuck am I hearing in the background? You're you're hearing background noises, Bert. That's I know. Way to bring it up. Um. So anywho, Just roll with it, bitch. Uh. So anywho, <laughs> Jay, 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 shut up. Hey. Anyway, aggressive. Um. I know, right? So anyway, so we get we got wasted and shit. While I was sleeping in the tent, with it was like a five person tent, and Mike Spawn was sleeping in the tent with me. I wake up, and there's a pile of puke next to me. <laughs> but I know I didn't puke. So then everybody's like, oh, down puked in the tent. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, I did not puke. So they're like, how do you know you didn't puke? And I, so I go to the puke, and I pull it up, I examine it. I said, because I never ate pasta. <laughs> oh, you sick bitch. You had it in your hand? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? Because I'm not going to How did you not there's puke? There's no way you didn't throw up. That wasn't me. There's, if it wasn't your throw up and you put your hands in it. Oh, no, afterwards. I, uh, afterwards, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. you fucking sick bitch. But I was on the mission to Yeah, puke, I know. It wasn't my puke. I wouldn't have been able to get close to it without Earl. And I woke up next to it. What do you mean? I woke up next to Earl, too, but it was all mine. And in my defense, <laughs> it didn't look like Earl at all. It just looked like little bits of hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, mm, let me take Yeah, the towel had sapped up all the liquids in the bile. So you ate the hot dogs again? No, oh. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You should have. I, I river washed my towel. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, you got a story time with the boys? <laughs> I do. Um, we've got a, a friend um, who would, like, disappear in the basement. And we wouldn't see him for days, and we thought he'd leave, and then he'd randomly pop up. Well, this one time he decided to pop up, and he came up with this, um, he was never not going to eat pork any longer. Yeah, this He's guy a would. Muslim. Yeah, no, this guy would go on random trips and come back a different person. Yep. No. Well, by trips, I mean he would hide in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
And then I <laughs> swear to God, we looked like four days for this fucking guy. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I was in the spare room down there. I'm like, oh, we didn't think to look in that one fucking room. Because he was detoxing and was shitting and pissing himself. <laughs> um, but um, he comes up. He's like, I'm no longer eating pork. I'm like, but you eat Doritos and everything. He's like, but I'm not, I'm not eating pork anymore. No more Jello either. Yep. Eat a lot of shit you can't fucking eat. Um, Kool-Aid. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that has pork in it that you wouldn't think. Um, but that's another story. Um, but I had made dinner the one night, and I I got I enjoy country ribs. Like I don't so like, do I. I don't I don't C- like country the, ribs uh, being the ones that are like individual, cut, thicker yeah. cut, individual, yeah, 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 yeah individual those. individual ribs instead of having the I fucking whole those. slab rib. Yeah. So I was making those, and I was, then he comes upstairs, and I don't, he's I like, don't "Well, what are you making? It smells good." Ribs. I'm like, "Oh, I'm making beef ribs." Mm. So he's like, oh, cool. Let me know when they're done. I'll, I'll grab some. Cool. All right. So I yell down there for him to come up. I'm like, hey, dinner's done. <laughs> he, I wait till this fucker gets all the way through. And I'm like, you know. He's smashing them, bro. Just smash them. I think he had like two or three. Just smashing them. I'm like, you know, those were pork ribs. He's like, no, they weren't. I'm like, yes, they were. I'm like, what? The? I'm like, do me a favor. Cut it open into that and then tell me, like. What time? What other time? Beef is white when you cook it. So for like three days he didn't talk to me, and then he went back in the basement for three days because he ate that shit. And then I was coming out for work one day, and all of a sudden I got blasted in the fucking face with a fucking kickball. Ooh. And he's like, "Oh man, I just meant to hit you with it, not hit you in the fucking face like that." But sweet, <laughs> but sweet. <laughs> I'm like, well, kind of get. I guess I deserve that, yeah, but it was man, still fucking mm. funny. So, I got another one that happened to me this week. Why do you look so down? Because it happened to me this week. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was, my girlfriend came over because she was taking me to my doctor's appointment. And uh, I I had to pre-dump before I jumped in the shower. So, I took a dump. And before I I went to get off, I slipped and I'm like, oh, you know, I caught my footing. I go back. But this time now, I realize that my ball sack is pinched. <laughs> it's pinched between the toilet seat and the toilet itself, and I'm sitting on top of it. So you it's got a snag. So <laughs> it comes to the oh point. Oh, no. <laughs> it comes to the point where I'm yelling, and then I hear Rich say, hey, Candace, I think he's calling you. So I'm screaming Candace's name. I'm like, yeah, that's. So she comes in, and she's like, what, babe? I'm like, all right, I'm going to push myself up off the toilet seat Pull my sack from underneath. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that's what had to happen. She had to come in there. Bert's gonna bust some stitches. <laughs> I am. She had to come in there and pull my sack from underneath the toilet seat because I was crushing it. So, oh my! How did you not feel that? I did. That was the whole point of me <laughs> screaming, Bert. <laughs> All right. Maybe next week we can uh, take a a field trip up to the nursing home and. Do, do a some, live podcast? Do, do some B-roll or something, I mean, maybe. we could. We could do the podcast. If we're, they got a Wi-Fi. But I bet it looks yeah. whack as fuck in that. <laughs> do you got your PlayStation there? No, I don't. Could we get a hard line? Have they, a hard line? Have, they tried, have you tried yeah. to hang yourself I doubt in? it. I think you should ask, like, hey, can we get a hard line in this bitch? So. Uh, I can try and find out, but yeah. All right, well... We're gonna call it for today. Well, it's been it's a good Wait, episode. Episode thirty-four, thirty-five.
Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I think it's 35. Bert, are you going to be able to come back to Geek this week? Bert's coming. Am I going to what? Are you coming back? I can't hear you. Are you coming back to the show? Of course. There can only be one guy in a wheelchair, so... There can only be one guy using that green microphone, and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what did you guys do to the green no, microphone? No, you no. Oh, Bobby, no. Bobby keeps his, trying to pawn it off on me. Let his, no, let his He'll be like, it's run. just a microphone. I'll be like, you fucking use it then, Bobby. He'll be like, no. <laughs> oh, what, do you think it's unlucky? Uh, unlucky, motherfucker. Look what happened to you. Yeah. The last time you used it, you got paralyzed. You ain't used it since. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. I'll take it. I don't care. I don't care. All right, brother. We'll be up there tomorrow. I'll see ya. All right, Brody. Cool. All right. Later. All right, y'all. Later. And I believe that's our episode for the week. That's that's it.